the cafe. I'll be right back, I say as I enter the familiar cafe on the corner, leaving my impatient friend outside the entrance. Excuse me, I dash I begin, cutting myself off as the tall, brown-haired man turns his attention to me. We both stand silent for a moment as his dark blue eyes connect with my green ones. They're a beautiful color. Weird, I've never seen this guy before. Maybe he's new? Can I help you? His voice rings out, pulling me from my thoughts. Oh, uh, yes actually. I think I left my headphones here yesterday, I just wanted to see if anyone found them. I explain, trying not to make eye contact any more than necessary with the strange man. He stares at me for a few more minutes before replying, you can check our lost and found bin in the back. Follow me. I thank him quickly as he rounds the counter and leads me to a door in the corner of the small cafe. He pulls a ring of keys from his pocket and finds the one he needs before turning the lock and pushing the door open. He turns the lights on and moves over, allowing me to enter. There's the bin, look all you want, he says blatantly, leaving before I can say anything else. Okay Alex, just find your headphones and leave, I say to myself as I begin to rummage through the large bin of lost belongings. After nearly ten minutes of searching, I start to give up. Oh, come on, where are they? I question, growing impatient. I stand up from my crouch position on the floor and take a step towards the door. Before I can move any further, I freeze as something catches my eye. I turn my attention to the bin once again and see a small piece of a white cord as the rest of it is buried and tangled in the pool of junk. Yes. I exclaim as I carefully begin unraveling the cord from the other items. How I spotted them, I have no idea but I'm not complaining. After pulling out the last bit of the headphone cord, I continue staring in the bin at another item that catches my attention. A laptop? Who would leave their computer at a cafe? And an expensive one at that, I wonder as I pull the high-quality Dell laptop from its place, examining it. Whoa, I gasped slightly as I open it to see that it had turned itself on. It instantly opens to the home screen, indicating the lack of password security. Whoever left it must not be very secretive. I slowly reach up towards the touchpad, but instead proceed to slam the laptop shut at the sound of the door being pushed open, revealing the strange man once again. Find what you were looking for? He asks. I nod nervously. Uh, yes, thank you. I'll be going now. I gather up my headphones and almost put the computer back, but quickly decide against it. I stand with both in my arms and brush past the man and out of the cafe to greet my friend once again. The icon. You stole someone's computer, she asks after we reach my house. We simultaneously sit on my bed, the computer laying between us on the sheets. I told you it's not stealing. Katie, I found it. You found it in a lost and found box at a popular cafe. Someone is probably looking for it right now, she argues. Whatever, it's here now, 
I say to end the debate, opening the laptop for the second time since I found it. Once again, the device turns on automatically and opens to the home screen. Despite her prior arguing, she moves over next to me to see what's on the laptop, her long black hair swaying with her movements. How'd you unlock it? She asks. It wasn't locked, it's weird. We both stare at the screen, looking over every icon. Oh, look, Kiki exclaims, pointing at the games tab. Oh, cool. Let's see what games they've got, I answer, swiping my finger over the touchpad and clicking on it. Damn, they must be a hardcore gamer. There must be at least 100 games on this thing, she says. It is a lot of games. Let's see what else they've got, I think out loud. I close out the game tab and skin over the rest of the icons on the home screen. Music, notes, documents. Not much aside from regular computer information. Oh wait, what's that? I direct my gaze to where she is pointing and stare at the long icon in the bottom corner. It almost blends in the with black background. Maybe they did that on purpose? Let's find out, I answer as I swipe across the touchpad once again, clicking on the mysterious, untitled square. Once open, it's still unclear what exactly it is. It first opens to a black screen with a small symbol in the center, which looks oddly familiar for some reason. It then swaps directly to what I assume is the home page, which just looks like a regular website. This looks dumb, Key states. I don't know. It still seems sketchy to me. We look over it for another moment before she grows impatient, as with everything. Come on Alex, turn that thing off and let's actually hang out. I didn't come over here to look at a dumb computer, she complains. I look over the screen once more before reluctantly closing out of the site and setting the laptop on top of my dresser across the room as Key starts babbling on about one thing or another, though my mind keeps wandering back to the computer the rest of the night. The symbol. I wake up the next morning to find that Katie is no longer in the bed. She woke up before me? That's never happened before. I turn over to retrieve my phone from my bedside table and check the time, but I stop as I notice Katie sitting on the floor, leaning against my dresser, with the laptop in front of her. Katie, what are you doing? I question. No answer, nor any reaction. I keep calling for her attention, but she continues to ignore me. Is she sleepwalking? Katie. Hello? Can you not hear me? I exclaim as I sit up and hang my legs off of the bed. Surprisingly, she acknowledges me this time. But not how I expected. She quickly directs her gaze up to me saying, No, but they can. I stare at her for a moment, our eyes connecting, and I begin to get feelings of deja vu. Why, though? Then it hits me. The man at the cafe. Their stares are almost identical. But her eyes are brown, not blue. Or at least they were. 
I cautiously stand up from the bed and move closer and closer to Katie, slowly realizing the dark blue color in her eyes resembling that of the man. I reach it on out to touch her shoulder, but before I can, I begin to hear a sudden, high-pitched screeching sound and my vision begins to blur as it grows louder and louder. Scared, I attempt to scream but nothing comes out as I fall to my knees in agony. I glance up at Katie once more to vaguely see that she is now towering over me, holding the computer to face me. A smile of pure evil covers her face as I slowly fall out of consciousness. Just before I go, I notice the same small symbol in the center of the screen, only larger now. A glacier half over, half underwater. I suddenly remember why it looks so familiar. Watching. Alex? The dark web. I yell as I jerk back into consciousness. I look up from my place on the floor to see Katie crouch next to me, only this time she looks normal. I push myself away from her frantically, trying to make sense of things. I look up to see the laptop in the same place I left it on the dresser before looking at my worried friend once again. Are you okay? Why are you on the floor? And what's the dark web? She continues to ask question after question, though I ignore her and jump up to grab the open laptop. I sit on the bed, the computer on my lap, my nerves growing worse and worse as I stare at the screen. The mysterious icon is open again. Alex, what is your issue? Kitty asks once more. I look up at her. The dark web, I say, though she doesn't understand, so I continue. The dark web, that's what this is, that's what this symbol means, I explain as she sits next to me looking at the screen. What is it? She questions again. It's basically a hidden, untraceable part of the internet. It requires special software and hacking to access. Again, she doesn't understand. It's basically a way for people, typically criminals, to access whatever they want anonymously in order to refrain from getting caught. Whoa, cool. Kitty exclaims, snatching the laptop from me. Kitty, I don't think you should dash. Oh, please, she cuts me off. Don't be such a buzzkill. I just want to see what's on it. After a few minutes of her scrolling and clicking, the computer screen suddenly goes black. What the hell? What's wrong with this thing? She exclaims. Maybe the battery died, I offer. But I was wrong. The screen suddenly lights back up to reveal a light blue background with a large profile symbol in the middle. Then a message pops up. Hello. What? Who is this? Kitty asks aloud. I then notice the chat box at the bottom of the screen. Ask them? I suggest. She shrugs. Who are you? She hits send. The answer comes almost immediately. That's a good question, Katie. How do they know your name? I ask, growing nervous once again. I don't know, she says. She proceeds to ask, 
but another message is received before she starts typing. That isn't your main concern right now, Alex. Why don't you tell Katie what you saw before going unconscious? What does that mean? She asks looking up at me. What did you see? Nothing, it was just a bad dream, I assure, wondering how this person knows about that. Another message comes through. Lies. How could you lie to someone so close to you? It can hear us? I mumble, my voice shaking with fear. She told you, Alex. She told you we could hear. More messages continue to come. You asked her, and she told you. Don't you remember her blue eyes? Who told you what? Whose blue eyes? Kitty asks. I look up from the screen to her. You. Your blue eyes, I tell her. I have brown eyes, she says. I look back down as yet another message is received. Oh, Katie. Now you lie to Alex? Not much of a friendship, I see. How can they hear us? What's happening? What did I lie about? She asks, looking at me again. I look back at her, staring into her scared, blue eyes. I slowly begin to realize what's happening. And they know that. They see that. Hackers. They've been watching. Another message. Now you're getting it. The game has begun. The game. Katie tosses the device to the other side of the bed, both of us continuing to stare at the messages being continually sent. Then she turns to me. Alex, what's going on? You saw something? Are you hiding something from me? This is a joke, right? She asks frantically. Katie, this will be hard to believe, but we're being watched through that computer, I start. What? She asks, glancing back at it, then back at me. Someone has hacked that computer. They can see and hear everything we do or say. Then we need to get rid of it, she says. She picks it up and walks over to the window of my bedroom in my second floor apartment. As she opens the window, I hear another message come through. What does it say? I ask as she looks down at it. She reads the message. Don't do it. Kitty, listen to them. Bring the computer back. They're smart. They have control right now. I warn her. She stands still, hesitating. I'm serious, Katie. Don't. She ignores me and motions to throw the hack device. I see this and rush towards her, grabbing the computer before she can. What the hell are you doing? They're watching us through this thing. We need to break it. She exclaims as she attempts to take it back. Kitty, it's not that simple. It can't be. I think we have to play their game, I argue. As if on cue, another message. Smart girl. I knew I chose your roles correctly. We both freeze. What does that mean? She asks. What roles? 
I walk over to my bedside table and set the computer on it before taking a seat on my bed, the computer facing me. How do we play? Control. Kitty sits next to me and follows my gaze to the screen. Yet again, another message comes up. I cannot answer that question. It will soon all become clear. What does that mean? My scared friend asks. I'm not sure. I reply, confused. Another message. A general rule of thumb, attention to detail. The smallest things can have the largest impact. That's it. I'm leaving. This is fucked up, Kitty states. She tries to open the door, but it won't budge. What's wrong with your door? What do they mean by that? I wonder, mumbling to myself as I ignore her question. I think for a moment before looking up at Katie. Looking into her eyes, the only thing that's changed. The small things. Katie, your eyes. What? What about my eyes? She asks worried. She stands up and looks in a small mirror on my wall. Why are my eyes blue? She begins to panic even more. Another message. Bingo. What? Katie then relaxes, dies soon realize it's not Katie anymore as her neck slowly rotates backwards, cracking and breaking in the process. I scream out in agony and fear at the sight of her face, now with empty eye sockets, as that horrid smile takes over her face once again. I push myself backwards on my bed until my back is pressed firmly against the wall, curling myself into a ball. The screeching returns. I ball up my fists at the sides of my head, begging for it to stop. Attention to detail, says Katie, though it's not my great, fun-loving friend anymore. It's the hacker. The computer isn't the only thing they hack. Katie's body takes a few leisurely steps towards the bed, stopping at the edge, her neck still twisted and her body backwards. If you had simply paid more attention at the cafe you would have realized there was no one else in it, it was closed. If you had paid more attention to poor Katie telling you the laptop did not belong to you and was wrongfully taken. And if you would have simply glanced at the top of the device, you would have realized it had the owner's name on it, the same name that you also didn't see on the supposed worker's name tag. I tense up more and more as each second passes, slowly realizing my fate. Then I feel something strange. I unclench my fists, only to have a small, wood object fall from each hand. More tears roll down my red cheeks as I realize what they are. I scream out once again and lay my head back on the wall looking up at Katie's empty eye sockets in pain and denial. I noticed your fascination with these eyes at the cafe. Do you still like them now? As if on cue, the continuous screeching begins to grow louder, my vision blurring once again. Just before I black out completely, I hear one last thing from the mysterious hacker as Katie leans towards me, something shiny in her hand. A knife. So tell me, Alex, did you find what you were looking for? I did.